0: Hello and welcome to About 10 Minutes with Pippa D. I am Pippa D and today I have been thinking about flying saucers, words of affirmation and what I need to do before I go to work. You may be enticed, you may be enthralled or you may just be disappointed but it'll only take you about 10 minutes to find out. From around the age of six or so, my body decided to play a cruel trick on me, and if I saw blood, I'd pass out. This meant every time my mum did a finger prick blood test, a child fell over and scraped their knee, or someone got a nosebleed, bam, I was on the floor. Or on one memorable occasion, passed out and slid underneath a dining table in the middle of a restaurant. It came from an incident that I blame on record breakers of all things. I really don't have a good record with BBC children's TV shows. Remind me to tell you of the mental scarring I have from the really wild show someday. You see, we'd been watching Record Breakers as a family, and there was a gentleman on who had these really long nails. They were a world record. Six-year-old me thought, Ooh, I could do that. And as he had pointy tips to his fingers' nails, I figured that the quickest way I could emulate him and start my world-record-growing nails was to have pointy tips on mine. So I stuck my finger in a pencil sharpener. I just forgot that this would also remove some of the flesh on my fingertip too. One short fainting spell later, and I was cursed with passing out for the rest of my life as soon as I saw blood. I learnt to deal with it quite quickly and if I felt the familiar light-headedness descending I knew to cool myself, I knew to drink some water, steady my breathing, get the blood circulating and if needs be put my head between my knees. Still even when Top Ender and Dan John were small if they fell over and there was blood I would have to send them to my neighbour to get cleaned up. Luckily this only happened if Handful of times when Fly four wasn't home, and yes, my neighbor was fantastic. I thought I had managed to overcome this issue when Dan John was diagnosed as having type one diabetes, and along came blood tests multiple times a day, injections and even cannular changes. Of course there were all times where I cut myself and nearly passed out but these were infrequent and I could deal with scraped knees and the times that Dan John's blood seemed to have it out for me and would somehow end up on the ceiling, on me, on the bedsheets, on him or I'd wake up the next morning with smears of his blood across my face and I am still not sure how they got there. Then I became a brown owl and as part of the training I went on a first aid course The chap running the session was great. The whole session was great. It was fun. I learnt a lot and I've put it into practice several times. One of the first things that the trainer said though was, if you feel like you're going to pass out from descriptions of some of these injuries, please feel free to leave the room. I remember sitting there thinking, well, I don't need to worry about that. I don't pass out from hearing things. I'll only pass out when I'm actually dealing with brownies that have got blood splurting out of them. And then there was a description of a dislocated shoulder, and my internal monologue went a little like, OK, dislocated shoulder, strap here, strap there, get them to the hospital. Do you remember that time there was a girl on Grey's Anatomy? Or was it Holby City? No, no, definitely Grey's. It was that teenage girl when Alex was going to prison, and she just sort of popped it back in. Oh, I feel a bit funny. Oh, I know this feeling. It's the feeling I feel just before I pass out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to pass out because I'm talking about dislocated shoulders. Right, I'm feeling a bit hot. Let's fan myself with this clipboard. Okay, that's not working. Okay, I'm feeling a bit woozy. Right, cross and uncross my legs, clench my fists. Yeah, still not working. Still feeling woozy. I'm not going to pass out in front of all these people. Okay, I might be about to pass out in front of all these people. It seemed I had two options. I could pass out in front of all these people, or I could discreetly leave the room and pass out in private. I opted for the latter and quietly stood up and left the room. Or so I thought. I think what really happened... Was the trainer had already clocked that I was blanching and using my clipboard to fan myself a little, and could see me crossing and uncrossing my legs and clenching my fists all the ways that I had been taught to get the blood flowing to stop myself from passing out? When I stood up, instead of it looking like I was discreetly leaving to use the bathroom as it had done with other attendees, He noticed I was leaving the room, stumbling like someone who was about to pass out. I sat in the hallway for a moment or two, where I briefly lost consciousness. It was okay, though, because once I've passed out, I'm okay. It's a reset button of sorts. But not this time. Nope, this time a good ten minutes later, and I was still feeling woozy. The trainer called a break and came to find me, and was offering me chocolate, It ended up that I was, for the rest of the course, at the back of the room with my legs up because he really wasn't happy and thought I was about to pass out. Again. And again. Look, I passed out like three times that day. It wasn't my fault. I thought I would never live this down, but a few days later, I was suddenly put into a similar position of that of the trainer. It was a youth night at church and the girls were playing basketball when some of the boys decided to join in and one of the young women accidentally threw a basketball straight into the face of one of the young men. I grabbed him because I just knew that there was going to be blood everywhere any second and I wanted to be with him in the kitchen where we could quite easily clean up and clean him up. Instead, he passed out. Luckily, he wasn't one of the massive 17-year-olds who tower above me, but one of the smaller 13-year-olds whom I could easily carry. So I was able to grab him and stop him from slamming to the floor. After a second or two, he came back round and I got him to sit on the floor so that if he did pass out again, there would be much less distance to fall. I must have known that he was going to do this because he did indeed pass out twice more, but we were already on the floor, so all was well. Working in a school over lockdown, I was occasionally the only first aider up at the office. And I've had to use my first aid skills two or three times with students who were attending in school. And I'm very proud to say that I didn't pass out once. OK, so only one of those incidents actually involved blood, but that's not the point. I didn't pass out, and that's a big... I guess what I'm saying is... It doesn't matter what your personal circumstances are with relation to blood and gruesome injuries. If you can, go on a first aid course and get trained. Make sure that if someone is ever in need around you, you can help them. I'm Pippa D. Thank you for listening to About 10 Minutes with Pippa D. Hopefully we will speak again soon. Bye!